So, so this is rolling. I don't have to hit record. Okay, cool. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, at, at this point, we're just probably just going to talk about G.I. Joe Classified <laughs> yeah, more maybe, than right? anything else. <laughs> you know, that, that way we're not, uh, um, you know, overlapping with as much uh, uh, stuff you did on the panel, which was really great, by the way. Oh, that, thank you. That was, uh, that, was, that was a fun panel. It was great uh, hearing from you. Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. Well, recently I was invited to hang out at the Northwest Nerd Podcast Lounge at Renton City Retro, which was held August 6th and 7th at the Renton Pavilion Center in downtown Renton. That's about 20 miles, uh, well, no, not quite 20 miles, more like uh, 15 miles south east of Seattle, give or take. Uh, well, anyway, they had uh, they had toys, comics, Funko Pops, video games, local artists, anime, celebrity guests, and so much more. It's the largest gamers expo south of Seattle. They are also a 501c3 nonprofit who brings gaming education, fun, and entertainment to the South Sound and provides a space for people in the area to share their love of video games, toys, and any other geek pop related things um i had i had never actually been to the renton pavilion event center and i had never been to renton city retro before so this was this was a whole new experience for me but it uh it, it's a lovely venue um if uh, if you were on my facebook on saturday i did a walkthrough video did a did a facebook live uh where i um kind of went through the 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 show floor and I, I did that like when I first walked in you know got my wristband and then d- just kind of did like a, a whole lap around uh, the venue and the show floor uh, so you could see that for yourself uh, but I I really like that the venue is so open and has an organic feel to it um, a lot of places I've been to for conventions in the past feel Oh, uh, sterile, uh, antiseptic, you know, almost, uh, almost like hospitals in a way, you know, you know, we, we've all been to, uh, hotel lobby ballrooms and well, convention centers. Uh, but this place, um, had, uh, had tons of open windows, lots of natural light. You could see like, you know, greenery and like the nice trees and stuff from outside, very Pacific Northwest, um, as well as exposed natural wood, uh, roofing, uh, that's that's just a real warm feeling. It um, uh, for those of you here in the Pacific Northwest, it, it reminds me of the roof inside the Tacoma Dome. Just all that that exposed wood uh, to where it's like you know there's a reason why there's no smoking in there um, because like uh, yeah I, I would imagine a spark would uh, just send the whole thing aflame. But anyway, it's um. It's it's just such a nice venue, and uh, it, it's no wonder that they have weddings and events there. It's you know kind of like one of those multi-purpose uh, pavilions. Um, so anyway, a, a few weeks ago, I was interviewed by a buddy of mine named Dyer Oxley of KUOW Radio for his Today So Far blog about the re-emerging of the geek economy here in the Pacific Northwest. It's the geeky economy. You see, it's it's the geek economy. It's a it's his phrase. He loves it. It's awesome. Uh, but anyway, he talked to me uh, for uh, for his blog ahead of Cybefest Northwest. Now, he also spoke to uh, a cat named Emilio Morales, a founder of Renton City Retro for that piece as well. Uh, but that's uh, that's his day job. Uh, uh, Dyer is also the host of the Northwest Nerd podcast. And while we were chatting about Cybefest, and we were talking about you know the 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 feeling of fans here in the Pacific Northwest as conventions return, as we return to uh, something resembling um, a normalcy. 
he invited me to come hang out and share the space he was going to have at Renton City Retro, uh, which he referred to as a podcaster's lounge. And he uh, he told me about it and he said he was going to have like an inflatable couch. And I just I, I thought he was exaggerating when he called it a lounge but in actuality when he shared me some pictures and I and I rolled in it was uh it was actually a really neat funky cool hangout spot you know he had a he had the inflatable couch it was kind of like this L shape uh you know perfect for for sitting in a corner uh set up with microphones off to opposite ends of the couch for really good social distancing as well as a nice vintage coffee table handmade by Dyer's dad back in the day really cool um oh yeah and and they had copies of the brand new Northwest Nerd magazine as well uh that that was available for attendees of Renton City Retro that convention I'm actually going to talk a little bit later about the Northwest News magazine but I I was originally thinking that uh, going into this, because uh, uh, this isn't the first time I've hung around with my dude Dyer Oxley at a at a convention in Renton, ironically enough, in a in a podcaster's area. Um, so I, I guess for me, what I was imagining is that me and Dyer were just going to hang out together, maybe cast some pods, do a lot of hanging out. Um, you know, he he's a cool dude. I like talking with him, and I figured uh, at, at the at the very least, we would each get an episode of our respective podcast of uh, material to use. But then I, uh, I I took a closer look at the guest list for folks to potentially interview, and a name caught my eye that uh, might be familiar to Transformers fans, uh, Randall Ng. Now, Randall Ng is a veteran video game artist and animator. Uh, he's been at it for over 20 years, um, and he's worked on video games like Halo 4, Halo 5, and Justice League Heroes. But he also happens to be local to the Seattle area, which I didn't know until I chatted with him on on that Saturday. But he is also well known to the fandom on YouTube, where his video Gangnam Style, featuring the Transformers, has reached of, as of this recording, over 99 million views. That's almost 1 billion with a B, 1 billion views. Uh, Randall Ng and Dr. Smoove created an ongoing series of comedy skits called Energon O's, showcasing what if Transformers were relegated to selling awful cereal. His fan video collaboration with Dr. Smoove, called Transformers Generation 1, won first place at BotCon 2009, the uh, film festival there, and was also included as a bonus feature on the Shout Factory complete DVD series release of the Transformers Generation 1 cartoon. Tune. Randall Ng also collaborated with musician Stan Bush to create music videos featuring Transformers for his songs Your Time and Thunder in Your Heart. Randall has appeared at several conventions around the country and hosted many panels expanding on his career as an artist, father, costume builder, and filmmaker. And after hosting a panel about his career in digital animation, he joined me on the inflatable couch in the Northwest Nerd Podcast Lounge for an interview. And we had a terrific conversation about his history with Transformers, as well as a sneak preview of a brand new Transformers Generation 1 movie that he's working on. But before I share that interview, I thought I would set the mood by playing for you the uh, the first couple Energon O's skits. We uh, we talk about those videos pretty extensively, so I thought the context here uh, would be helpful. So uh, you know, kind of kind of listen to the the uh, listen to the video. That doesn't make any sense, but listen to the the audio and the vocal performances in the videos I'm about to play for you, and because uh, we talk about it later, and and the context will help. Um, and stick around later because later in the show I am going to talk about the brand new Northwest Nerd magazine and where you can get it, and as well as a preview of my next episode featuring my interview with fan artist Ashley Artley. You're listening to Mike Seibert Radio. Alright, so, uh, what's my line? Oh, okay. I start every Earth morning with a healthy bowl of Energon O's. 
Energon O's is part of a complete breakfast with all the essential vitamins and minerals that Earth children need. And every box of Energon O's has a free prize inside. Look, it's a, uh, um, it's a... It's a Cosmitron. Right, a, uh, Cosmitron. Whatever the hell that is. So go ahead, moms, and pick up a box of Energon O's cereal. The best cereal on Cybertron. And your planet, too. How's that? Okay, that's good, Optimus Prime. Uh, now take a bite of the cereal. Take a... How am I going to take a bite without a mouth? Uh, art department! Alright, so, uh, what's my line? What's my line again? Oh, okay. I start every morning with a bite of Energon O's. How am I supposed to eat without a mouth? Never fear. Optimus Prime is here. Flames? You gotta be kidding me. This is a bad idea. Nah, come on. I'll show you how it's done. Watch this. Fine. Okay, ready and action. I'm Optimus Prime. And I'm Wheeljack, the Autobot's brilliant and talented mechanical engineer. Vector Sigma. And we're here to tell you about this totally awesome new cereal called Energon O's. I tell you, this cereal is so tasty, you're gonna love it. Mmm! Now that's delicious. Mmm, tastes so good. Yum. What are you doing? I'm eating the cereal. Tastes good. Mmm, that's some good stuff right there. That's some good cereal. But you're not really eating it. I'm pretending to eat it. It's called acting. It's still on the spoon. You can see it. Ah, they can edit that stuff out. Haven't you ever heard of movie magic? You're an idiot. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you out. Yeah, well, I didn't ask, so... Do it yourself, then. And don't ask me for any help next time you need someone to build some new dinobots yeah, well, for you. Yeah, well, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I hope the Constructicons kick your... Maybe if you knew how to build a robot with a functional brain, we'd have a chance. What'd you say? Simple brains, Wheeljack. You are never gonna let me live that down, are you? Hey, let's make the Dinobots stupid like real dinosaurs were. I'm Wheeljack. I make stupid robots. Why, you... Come here. Ah, give get me. off of me. Ah. Get, get off ah. Take me. Ah. Ah. Stop. Oh, my transistors. Okay, cut, cut. We can't use any of that. I told you that was a bad idea. Okay, Mr. Megatron, uh, just relax. You're gonna do great. Of course I am. All right. So the product is called Energon O's. They're not even O's. They're miniature Energon cubules. <laughs> yeah. So when I say action, you're going to say your lines, and then you're going to think... Don't tell me what to do, fleshling. Megatron takes orders from no one. Okay. Okay, sure. Uh, well, uh, whenever you're ready, Mr. Megatron. <clears throat> Watch me put Prime's performance to shame, Starscream. Hello, miserable people of Earth. I am Megatron. And just as much as I crave ultimate power... I crave Energano's cereal. And unlike that pathetic excuse for a robot Optimus Prime, I have a mouth. And I can eat this wretched Earth feed just like this. Watch. What's wrong, mighty Megatron? Tastes like This isn't even real Energon. <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood, Megatron. Shut up. I think that was, uh, good. Mr. Megatron, can we, uh, try it again for safety? Uh, fine. Okay, great. Now, let's just reset that box if we could, and Mr. Megatron, can we get rid of your arm gun thingy? My fusion cannon? Yeah, it's really getting in the way. You're getting in the way, you obnoxious biological parasite! Oh, oh my god! <laughs> no, I'm sorry! <laughs> Earth germs, I am Megatron.
Megatron, and I command you all to buy my Megatronos! You're brilliant, Megatron. Yes! <laughs> So, uh, wow, I, I, I don't even know where to start. I, you know, you're, it's interesting when I, when I was talking to folks about being excited to chat with you and it was like, oh yeah, you know, he does all the, all the Halo stuff and all the 3D animations and, and all that other stuff. And I was like, yeah, but Energon O's though. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I get these looks from folks. Uh -huh. um, so I, I guess, you know, first of all, for me, I, I'm, a, I'm a lifelong Transformers fan. So that's, that's my connection to your work. And I, I'm sure we'll talk about that a lot. But for somebody that's listening to a Transformers adjacent podcast that only knows your work from those old BotCon videos and the Energonos and, and the stuff uh, that you did with Dr. Smoove. Uh, could you talk about um, who Randall is and, and what, uh, uh, what you do in the, in the scene? All right. Um, yeah, Transformers was, um, it, it was just mind-blowing when it first came out, right? And yeah. one of the things that, you know, I would do, you know, sitting in the back of my parents' car as they're driving, if, you know, as soon as we saw a semi-truck, like oh my gosh that would be like Optimus Prime even though it's like I wish that thing was red you know yeah, yeah. it's like I want to see a red one out it didn't wild. matter it was it just a matter. truck it's like yeah it's like oh my gosh you know then, like, your head's like that thing should transform like this and you know you're just your imagination just goes crazy right mm -hmm. and then um, you know we, collecting toys back then is kind of different than the way it is now you know you got people that are snatching exclusives up you know not giving normal people a chance to get them mm -hmm. sometimes and um but yeah back then it was a really innocent time of just like you know um what's my favorite character can i get him in the store you know there's a joy of going to the store and trying to find him um yeah so and i still have some of my my original transformers too so nice. just uh, the cartoon, the comic books, the toys, it was just a whole package deal with Transformers. So I've, I've had a, a very, um, very close, um, close to my heart kind of thing with yeah. the franchise. Nice. So uh, a question that somebody asked when, when I was telling my audience that I was coming here to do an interview with you, they asked, it's like, okay, well, yeah, those, those videos were, were great. Um, does he do anything in, the, in modern fandom? Do you, do you keep up with current Transformers? Uh, are, you, are you part of the scene at all? Um, like on and off, you yeah. know, if it, if it appeals to me, I'll, I'll watch it. Um, if I don't care for it, I'm, you know, it's just like every other piece of media yeah. out there, yeah. right? Um, every other franchise out there has its, you know, they branch off, right? And if you like it, you like it. You don't like it, you don't like it. And I think that it's fine for people to have different opinions about it. Mm -hmm. So it's nothing specific. I don't keep track of everything. If it yeah. appeals to me, I'll watch it. If it doesn't, I don't. Fair enough. Yeah. How about the toys? The toys, um, basically, if they, again, it goes back to if they appeal to me. Yeah. You know, and there are certain characters that I love, but sometimes I don't think, I don't think I like the toy. You know, like I'll find something that came out more recently. It's like, oh, I think the iteration before that was better than this. So I mm -hmm. think I'm good. Right. But I'm not going to go out and buy every iteration of my favorite character because I have to. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm being a lot more economical now because, well, not only just because of my, you know, shelf space. Right. 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 But I'm also because I'm a dad now and my, uh -huh. my son likes his Gundams and his Transformers. And it's like now I'm collecting for two sort of. Right. 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 So it's like so we're being picky. Mm -hmm. And it's like if I if I think it's an amazing transformation in both modes. Right. It has to be both. Mm -hmm. It's not um, the vehicle is a given. Right. Make this vehicle in a clever way to work as a robot then I'm happy I think something I'd, I'll be honest about I'm not a fan of the cheats that they're doing where it's like you'll flip it open and there's an entirely different chest inside mm -hmm. which is probably aesthetically more pleasing but it kind of takes away the the creativity of turning the vehicle into right. it, it might not look as good of course right, right. but there, there was a purity about it. Mm -hmm. you know, and if I'm going to pay for something like, example, like a masterpiece, mm -hmm. I want it to be engineered in such a way that it's like, wow, that they figured out a way to make that move over here and still look good rather than the hot swap. 
Like, right. And then yeah, yeah. you still have this thing. Now it's hidden in the back. I've got two sets of windshields or something like that. You know? <laughs> two grills. Or, exactly. That kind of thing. Yeah. Or, or like how a hot rod has two chests, that, that, that right. kind of thing. So no, no faux parts. Right. Basically. Um, so folks that aren't Transformers fans uh, know most of your work through uh, the, uh, the Halo games. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you talk about uh, some of the work that you've done in, in video games and specifically with, uh, with Halo? Okay, well, um, I moved up to Washington to work on Justice League Heroes, right? So right, like, right. I'm, I was a Batman fan, you know, DC Comics. I mean, you know, for probably my, my two top when I was growing up were like S- Superman and Spider-Man were like big for me back in, you know, when I was younger. Then, of course, the, uh, the Batman series came out, you know. Well, not came out. I was already born after it came out. <laughs> I, was, I was made aware of its existence later on. But I used to watch like the George Reeves Superman and sure. like that, you know. And that's what I had access to. So anyway, uh, getting back on track, um, working on Justice League Heroes was a, was a huge thing for me. And that's what got me to Washington. And that's how I wound up working on Halo eventually, which I wasn't planning on. Yeah. I don't. I don't regret it, you know, <laughs> but it was just one of those things like, you know, where is your life going to lead you? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know, you know, and I, I had played, you know, Halo when it first came out, you know, my wife actually like peeked in. She's like, I, I, is that fun? I go, yeah, it's fun. You want you want to play? And then she got hooked. Right. So then we're, <laughs> we're cool. Um, there's this funny thing where, um, uh, we'd, we'd be playing online matches and then somebody would snipe me. Yeah. Right? But she wasn't good with the sniper rifle. And she was like, oh, uh, here, I'm going to. And then I respawn. And she goes, okay, I'm going to hand you the sniper rifle and I'm going to rent out his bait. And then you go pick that guy off. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. She would run around, you know, zigzag and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, then I'd, we'd see, I'd see the trail and I'd, and I'd take the sniper out. We're like, we'd high five each other. That kind of yeah, goofy yeah. stuff. Anyway, so. You know, years later, and I'm like, honey, I'm working on Halo now. Halo 4, actually, yeah, yeah. as a gameplay animator. So I had a very specific role that I was not working on cinematics. And that's kind of an interesting thing because when you're with a smaller company, as I was saying earlier, you might wear many hats. You might do modeling. You might do uh, animation. And, and on Justice League Heroes, I actually did a little bit of um, like game tuning with the boss battles and things like that. But when you're working for a bigger company, when you're hired for a specific role, that's all you do. Yeah. So, um, but um, after working on uh, Halo 4, I stayed with the company. Right. Right. And then I moved on to doing some video editing and then uh, (laughs) eventually wound up taking care of the um, art assets for like for different partners. So if they want to make a statue, I would gather up the, the, you know, the the packet for them. And then uh, eventually became the... uh, product development manager for the costumes and what I didn't get around to talking about earlier was uh, I actually made a cosplay for my son as was, Master Chief. I was going to ask you about that yeah. because I, I was going to segue and say, well, Halo has become a family affair for you. Right. So yeah, you know, let, let's talk about the little chief. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the mini chief uh, would run around. Well, basically what happened is uh, I thought it'd be fun to make a Master Chief costume for him, you know, based on the, the Halo 4 design. Yeah. And I came to the studio with him. And then we actually did take a, uh, a studio pic with him out in the parking lot back in the old, the old building. Uh, and that's a really um, cherished memory. It's a really cute picture. You know, everybody's like surrounding him. We all went, yeah. they, they literally got the company outside to take pictures together. And he was like in the middle, which is great. Um, and then uh, one of the animators was a photographer. He put it up on his site yeah. and then some other website grabbed the image mm-hmm. and he became a meme for the haters gonna hate <laughs> you know I don't know have you seen that I image I remember that yeah yeah yeah, yeah I remember so, that so um yeah so he became his own little thing and then you know um and even before that going back to Transformers I made him uh, an Optimus Prime costume and we actually met Peter Cullen with him dressed as, as Optimus Prime and uh Mr. Cullen is just such a a warm and wonderful person I mean he he um took took my son's hands you know like and just talked to him right to you know into oh the my optimist prime face and said just such wonderful sweet things to him like oh you know you're you know you're so amazing and just, just and, and then the, the cute thing was my my son said to me because you couldn't see 
my face in the mask, but I was smiling, Daddy. Oh, and I was just like, oh my God, this is this is why we do this. You know, absolutely. They pass it down, and his love of Transformers also is another thing that uh, kept me making more videos, like funny videos, right? Like they said, the Energon O's thing, which was it was a one-off, two-off thing. We we're like, we we're just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. And it became one of our well-known things. Yeah. Well, and and it's one of those things that's kind of lingered in the fandom. So it's like er, early, uh, late last night, I I shared the uh, compilation video on uh, on uh, uh, Doctor Smooth's uh, uh, YouTube, um, or maybe it was your YouTube. I don't I don't remember which, but it was it was the the ten minute version where it's uh-huh. it's all the videos edited together, and I got so many comments from like, oh man, I remember that. I haven't watched that in so uh-huh. long, <laughs> and and it's cool that it's just the, this fun touch stone that that folks can come back to and and uh, um, you know, reconnect with their nostalgia but one thing that you said earlier I wanted to uh, uh, stick on for a little bit is you know I, I had some conversations with with folks earlier about sharing fandom with their kids mm-hmm. and I, I talked to a guy earlier who um, his memories of playing Final Fantasy 7 is on a 9 inch black and white camping TV so he said his uh, his nostalgia glasses are, are in black and white uh. and so he um, got uh, Final Fantasy Remake, the 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 new one. Uh, you know, played it on like you know the big you know biggest TV he could find with his kids, and it was. He talked to me about this experience about you know his nostalgia colliding with their experience and how they're connecting with the story mm-hmm. and engaging with those characters, but from like a completely different angle and a completely different way. And I think that's one of the things that um, folks my age. Kind Kind of forget about sometimes because we we're like I want mine you know mm-hmm. you know give me mine and it's like this fandom stuff isn't just for us it's it's something that needs to change and evolve mm-hmm. and something that we can hand down uh, to the next generation and engage with other people about I, I love chatting with uh, younger people about their experiences with uh, uh, with transformers and fandom and all of this other stuff like I you know I, I've talked to folks half my age that love Transformers the movie as much as I do mm. and I was like oh we, we have like this this common experience despite going uh, going across generations it's it's very very interesting um, so I wanted to ask you as a, as we were closing out because I I'm a I'm a sucker for a origin story how did those videos come? Uh, wh- what's the origin story of like like the the Gungam style video, which has I don't know what what six hundred million views on it or ninety nine million <laughs> something like that. Yeah. It's it, it's just it's 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 just insane. And I, I remember because I, I I was watching the videos last night again. I hadn't watched mm-hmm. them for a while. I I had forgotten that so many of the characters are in the uh, Alternators Vinyl Tech. Oh, uh, right, yeah. And, and I'm a huge fan of both of those lines. Uh-huh. And so, like, when uh, Wheeljack comes out, he's like, it's a Cosmotron. And uh-huh. I was like, yes, because I, mean, I, I love that Mustang. I, uh-huh. I, I, uh, I, I'm a stand for Mustang Wheeljack. I'm kind of by myself uh, there mm. sometimes, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, for folks that don't know the story or may have forgotten, how did any of that stuff even come to be? Well, it's like, you know, I I love G1, mm-hmm. right? Because not only did I just grow up with it, I, I do that, think that there's something that's very magical about it. And then my son, I, you know, I let him watch it and he was just glued to the TV, right? Like, yeah. oh, this is, you know, I, I would see that magic for him too. And then sometimes his uh, his friends would come over and they were like young, right? Yeah, yeah. So, they, they, they see what they see. They like what they like, you know. And then uh, his, you know, they, they were, I don't know, like six, seven years old or something like that. And then their, those kids' parents would say, what is that? My kids really like it. They just gravitated towards it because there was something that was very, I, I would say, pure about it, right? So for me, um, I always wanted more G1, 
Yeah. And it was just kind of dry during that time. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's different now. Yeah. Isn't We're, it crazy to consider that moment in time where, you know, the the, the best representation of G1 was the little uh, uh, Takara SCF figures, you know, that, yeah, that kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. It's like that, that was the best representation of G1 in the so 2000s. This was back in the time when YouTube was still pretty young and it was its own thing. It wasn't owned by any other corporation or anything yet. So then um, I was like, oh, you can post your videos here. Um, I think I'm going to do like a Prowl versus Soundwave or something because I'm a 3D artist. I'm going to make my own G1. If they're not going to make G1, I'm going to make my own. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what happened. They're like, oh, I'm going to do an Optimus Prime versus Megatron, right? Oh, okay. Then that was kind of it. Yeah. Right? And of course, um, then I start to see some Dr. Smooth videos, you know, along the way. And sometime before or after, I don't know, somewhere yeah. during there, it's like, oh my God, is, I can't believe this is not them because this, this guy sounds exactly like them. Yeah. It's uncanny, right? So then um, I contacted him. I was like, would you be interested in maybe voicing the Optimus and Megatron in that? This, and I showed him the, vi you know, I, I sent him the video. Yeah, yeah. But this time with sound, right? With with voices, not it had sound before, mm -hmm. but there were no voices. I said, "Could you, you know, would you be interested?" He goes, "Oh, I, I've seen that one." I go, "What? <laughs> no, I don't know. I still, you know, you're just being nice. Maybe yeah, you yeah. seen, maybe you didn't." But he goes, "Yeah, I'll, I'll, sure. What what lines do you need?" So I told him, and then so I expanded that, right, and then that started picking up. Because all of a sudden, it's like now it look, it's his G1 as we haven't seen it before in actual like. 3D. I mean, if they, of course, they had the Beast Wars, but that was like right. barely a cameo, right? And I think they were still, they weren't even moving from what I recall. Yeah, because, you know, uh, dead Optimus Prime is yeah, just kind of slumped in the chair there. Right? And, yeah. and same with Megatron. <laughs> so, they're, they're just, yeah. You know, they, but we haven't seen G1. Stasis lock. <laughs> right. <laughs> we haven't seen G1 in motion in 3D yeah. at that time, of course. So that's kind of what, you know, it's like, oh, this is, you know, cool. I'm mm -hmm. going to do this. And, you know, then the the numbers started going up and then it was interesting though because back then if you typed in Megatron versus Optimus Prime something like that uh, it was within the first top 10 uh, search results not anymore you know because yeah. there's so many of them now but um, yeah so that's kind of what happened I, I started to team up with you know Dr. Smooth and he would just keep providing voices and then I'd say like I don't know, I got this really stupid idea. <laughs> Energon O's, and they're not even yeah. O's. They're like these Energon <laughs> cubes. And what do you think? Goes, eh, that sounds dumb enough to do, so let's do it, you know? And so I actually, it's interesting, though, because I, this take two yeah. of Energon O's is actually the first draft. Oh, okay. And then he did a rewrite, and he expanded it, and then that became take one. It's like, so we're going to abandon this. We're going to do both. Like, let's just do both. Yeah. Right? So, okay, take one, take two. Okay, we're done. They're like, you know what would be funny? And then we just kept having these conversations. Yeah. And he's, like, Dr. Smooth is, like, he, he's he's a rarity. He's really yeah. amazing, but he's really humble. And um, he rarely makes any public <laughs> right, you know, right. appearances at all. Um, and uh, But, yeah, he's just, he's uh, he's really talented. Like I said, really humble. Yeah. He's got a lot of ideas, really funny um, and, and great to talk to. And we just bounce I ideas off of each other. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of kept going and going. And it's like, we're done with Energonos. This is like, it's going to die. It's just like, let's not keep doing it. Right, right. And I'm like, oh, but I've got this idea. What if then Megatron comes in, you know, what, you know, then all that stuff. They're not even O's. Yeah. <laughs> and he flicks it. <laughs> and yeah, basically, so did the director die? <laughs> you know, but what you'll notice is there's a transition where the director has a British accent all yes, of a sudden. Yes, yes. We kind of imply that something happened to the other director. We don't say what, but right, right. it's not the same guy. Oh my gosh, yeah. that that's funny. So, how um, how do you get connected with Stan Bush then? Stan Bush, that was um. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's it's been kind of this whole thing where I I don't even remember what yeah. we do, right? And when people somebody brings up Energonos, like, oh, you watch that? You know, yeah. like for me, I'm I'm too close to it. It's just sure. this video I just yeah, do yeah. at night and just like whatever, haha. -ha, published it and I just walk away and I don't think about it anymore. And actually, yeah. I don't even watch the videos. I can't stand watching Gangnam Transformers because I'm so tired of it. Yeah, yeah. I worked on it for hours and hours and weeks and weeks, mm -hmm. and it's like okay, and like and I, all I do is I just look. I go, oh. The views keep going up. Who's still watching this? I don't know why. Yeah. You know, but anyway, um, so uh, 
I'm sorry. Well, well I, I think with with uh, artists doing art, there, there's a certain point where you just give it over to the audience, and you, as the creator, kind of stop engaging with it, and and it's not really yours anymore. It, mm. it belongs to the audience. Right. And you know, I, I I've talked to a lot of creators that have that same. I don't know. I don't know if it's an aspect of imposter syndrome or whatever. But like that, you like that? You really like that? Okay. And I, I think we lose track of the personal investment that we put mm. into our art. And yeah, once once it's it, you know, it's a it's an assignment that's done. It's something yeah. that's turned in. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's like yeah, I, I don't watch my own movies or you know, uh, uh, or videos or podcasts or whatever. That's that's uh, that's pretty common actually. Mm. Uh. But but the but the thing I wanted to ask you about was um, uh, you know, we, we were going to talk about uh, Stan Bush a little bit and maybe even um, doing official work with uh, on the, um, I, I forget if it was the Blu-ray or the DVD. I think it was the Blu-ray. It's the Blu-ray. It's the Blu-ray. Yeah. That's the, the, the 30th anniversary. No, Chow Factory. Duh. Yes. I knew that. Um, because like, you know, it's, it's the other stuff, your, your earlier stuff is, you know, independent and, and mm-hmm. all that, but you know, once you start getting in with BotCon and then later on with uh, uh, doing the Blu-ray and the Stan Bush mm-hmm. stuff, that's actual official stuff. Right. How, uh, you know, is is there is there any kind of anxiety that that, that went into that? You know, aside from just do, doing goofy uh, uh, Gundam style videos or you know Aaron John O's or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, I put a little more effort into yeah. that. I mean, I'm a little more careful, right? Yeah, Not yeah, sure, official. Sure. Um, yeah. With Stan Bush, it was. Um, I, I don't recall exactly how it happened. I think I might have emailed him and oh, okay. sent him a sample of it. And, mm. and it's like, I, th- I believe it was possibly asking for permission to use one of his songs. Oh, right? okay. And okay. then he's like, why don't we just do a music video or something like I Something. Sure. I mean, I, I don't want to quote exactly. Yeah, sands because, of time and all that. Yeah. You know, it just kind of happened. Yeah. Right. And it's like, okay. So then we did that. Uh, yeah. Your time was our first video yeah. and then uh it it seemed to really hit a, a chord with the fans mm-hmm. and then um and again it was bringing g1 into 3d before i mean now it's like g1 3d whatever right yeah, yeah. but it was during that time where it was almost you could almost say maybe proof of concept does is g1 still relevant yeah right? yeah and then um, even getting in contact with dan gilvezan who's the voice of bumblebee it's mm-hmm. like you know what bumblebee needs to talk I have a Bumblebee model with a mouth. Yeah. And I want him to talk with Bumblebee's voice. And then, you know, he's like, I'm writing a book. I don't know if you read it. Um, I, I have it, yeah. yeah. Bumblebee and yep. me. And it's yep. like, yeah. It's like, so let's have Bumblebee promote your book with yeah. your voice. And um, and that was another one of those things where it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, wait a minute. I'm actually talking with Bumblebee, like real Bumblebee. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, we made that video, and then Stan Bush. I was like, okay, I, I can't really believe this is happening. I'm still kind of surreal, you know. And then we made, I think, two more videos, uh, music videos for Stan Bush. Right. And you know, is is usually with, oh, I've got a new album coming out. Let's yeah. like find an appropriate song, you know. And then it's like, if we needed extra characters or extra models made, then that would happen. If not, then just. But the thing I always wanted to do with the videos with him was try to have a story or try to have a narrative with it, right? right. Not just, you know, random Transformers doing random things. And then um, more recently, I'm playing with technology and realizing that the Unreal Engine has been, like, speeding the process up and even giving me better results. Yeah. So renders that would have taken me hours, maybe overnight, mm-hmm. would just be like a few, you know, like, sometimes, like, within within an hour, mm-hmm. I would have, like, these, like, just the, just the processing speed of that engine and just the overall looks it's like it's faster and it's better right you know so um so then we revisited um what was that thunder in your heart yes right yes kind of recently and it uh, coincidentally coincided with his uh 10 disc cd collection yeah that came yeah out. yeah I was thinking about doing it anyway. You got to you know, let's, let's make it, let's combine it into something relevant. Right. Not just some random thing. So, of course, then that pushed my timetable. It's like, oh, he's going to be selling this soon. I better get this done, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's always uh, that kind of thing where it just kind of came together. 
Absolutely. Uh, so we spent a lot of time talking on the past and going down uh, memory lane, but what uh, what are you up to currently? Um, well, currently I'm, I'm working on a Transformers movie. Uh, my personal one. Okay. Right? So, like, I'm, that's, so I was talking about the whole Unreal Engine thing. I've yeah. got the whole script in my head. Uh, I got it partially written down. Um, I'm still currently... Um, actually, I'm modeling the characters, like the human characters, Spike and Carly. They're coming back, you know? Because I haven't really... Um, involved any human characters right. in the in our videos in the past because you know what style do you go with how should they look like and things like that so I did a little bit of a modern modernization with them yeah you know um, but uh, yeah so I have this this whole thing that I'm I'm working on it right gotcha and I've got this script and it doesn't necessarily have to follow any type of canon because it's going to be my you know the, the, the Ink Smooth story you know with Dr. Smooth and yeah. I'm going to get some other uh, you know, some other people have casually said that they wanted to be involved with it, you know, um, but it's not funded. It's just, you know, I, I don't want to put pressure on anybody. And it's, yeah. a, it's a personal project. Um, if I crowdfund it, then there's going to be a certain amount of pressure that goes with it, too. So it's like, look, I want to get it done when it gets done. It gets done. Sure. You know, but I'm not going to rush it. Uh, I'm still working on creating the 3D assets for it, you know, and but since there's no there's no budget. It's just happening when it happens. Yeah, that's that's really awesome. I I appreciate you sharing that uh, with us, uh, uh, Randalling. If folks wanted to uh, look for your stuff online and connect with you on social medias, how uh, how can we find you on the internet? Well, I mean, I'm not really that much on social media. I mean, I have it. Yeah. But um, I've got like very few followers. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just doing my own thing all the time. Gotcha. But um, I mean, we have like the, our, you know, our, our main website, www.ngsmoov.com, right? <laughs> and the main thing is like YouTube, right? Yeah. So um, recently we have been doing a, a little bit more of like model building and branching off and stuff like that because my. Most of my Transformers efforts are being done behind the scenes. Like I said, we're working on our, our InkSmooth Transformers CG feature yeah. independently. So that means like I'm not going to be working on like goofy stuff. Because right. I'm being I'm working on the serious stuff behind the scenes, but I still want the channel to be relevant. Yeah. You know, and I, I do think that when we are um, you know, painting Gundam models and stuff like that, that you know, it's it's content that I think the fandoms you know into absolutely so and you know just keep it going and our our lack of transformers content is behind the scenes it's not it's not out in the open but yeah so mm -hmm. anyway uh, that's uh, again that's that's very excited I, I think a lot of folks will be excited and and to hear that there's there's going to be something new from the from the ink smooth uh um uh folks out there that that's super cool uh randall before we let you go uh and again you've been very generous with your time i really appreciate that um anything else you want to uh, uh mention or shout out before uh before I, I i let you head back to your table <laughs> see if, see if you could sell the the last of your uh toys there yeah um no i i just think that the um the, the entire team that you know worked on the original G1 and uh, I think they did such a fantastic job it's like magic that what they did it was it was really something that you know we would would hold close to our hearts and you know just uh, it goes I think it goes beyond nostalgia I think sometimes people Absolutely. say too much about like oh you only want like G1 for nostalgia it's like well look at my kid he's glued to the set yeah. there is something magical about this show this is not nostalgia there's no nostalgia for him, you know, at right, that time. Right, 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 right. This is just pure joy when he watched it. And he's like, can I watch it again? You know, can we watch the movie today? That yeah. kind of stuff, you know, like those kind of things. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, that's that's awesome. Well, well, again, uh, Randall, Randall Ng, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We greatly appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Oh man, and I gotta tell you, after that interview, we just hung out on the couch, casually talking for. I don't know, almost as long as the interview itself. It, it was great. It was a great time. Uh, Randall's a cool dude. Very, uh, very down to earth, very casual, very easy to talk to. Uh, it was it was so much fun getting to know him and learning about the projects he's working on. And um, and yeah, just just really, really good times. Uh, but also 
uh, since he's local to the Seattle area. I did float the idea of him potentially coming to Sidefest Northwest in the future as a guest, and he seemed pretty receptive to the idea. So stay tuned for more on that as we march toward Sidefest Northwest 2023. And speaking of, um, I'm going to close out the show with a preview of my next episode, my interview with Ashley Artley. But first, let's do some shout outs. I want to take a minute to thank Dyer Oxley again for inviting me to share that workspace uh, with him at Renton City Retro, the Northwest Nerd Podcast Lounge. Uh, such a fun time. It was, uh, it was terrific. Uh, but I also want to let you know about the next evolution of Northwest Nerd, and that's the Northwest Nerd Magazine. Uh, it's an actual tangible print magazine um in case you were in case you didn't know uh dyer is actually a newspaper guy originally and a print magazine kind of feels like a cool evolution of the various creative pursuits he's been doing for these these last few years um in the next episode of the northwest nerd podcast um dyer is going to delve into this new evolution and he'll talk about how the magazine came to be as well as some of the stories behind that um, I'm also looking to have him join me on the podcast here on Mike Seibert Radio to talk about that project as well. Uh, we were thinking we were going to do that while we were together at Renton City Retro. Um, but I, I think honestly, it was because I talked to Randall for so long um, on, on the couch that, you know, uh, schedules just didn't line up and we weren't able to make that happen. Uh, but anyway, I would love to get him on the live stream or on the podcast uh, to, um, you know, just kind of talk about the the reemerging economy and, and maybe some of the stuff he's doing for work, as well as uh, the latest with Northwest Nerd and, of course, the the brand new Northwest Nerd magazine. So uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but inside issue number one, you're, you're going to learn about the Jedi Church in Spokane, the cosplay power couple, a pop culture hiking guide, and of course, the latest news about the geek economy. I've got the I've got the issue in my hands, and it's awesome. Feels great, and it's a it's a slick production too. Glossy paper, all the photos look great. This is an awesome magazine. And you can find Northwest Nerd Magazine in various geek hubs around the Pacific Northwest. I know they've got at least a few copies at the Retro Emporium in Kent. Um, and you can check out a preview at the Northwest Nerd website. That's nw-nerd slash magazine. And you can keep up with the latest Northwest Nerd news by keeping up on their social channels at nwnerd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And on the next episode of Mike Seibert Radio Podcast, my guest is fan artist Ashley Artley. She's a Transformers fan artist, and exclusively to our audience, she revealed a brand new project she's working on with some really cool folks. It's a Transformers fan comic called Thunder Clash Goes Bananas. And she showed off the cover she did for one of the issues featuring Skyquake and a troop of gorillas. It's awesome, and you won't want to miss it. Uh, we had a blast talking about art, and Transformers, and since we did the interview on August 8th, we of course had to talk about the Transformers, the movie, uh, celebrating 36 years of my favorite movie. Uh, that, that live stream video is available now on my YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook live channels, so you can see the art on the video as Ashley revealed it, and you can follow Ashley Artley on her social channels to see high-resolution images of that cover as well, but I'll have the audio for you here on the next episode of Mike Cyber Radio Podcast. And that will wrap things up for this episode. Thank you so much for listening and hanging out with me, and if you want to listen to all of my past shows you can subscribe on apple Podcasts, stitcher google Podcasts, spotify tune in or wherever the heck else you listen to your podcast and check out my youtube channel for even more videos become a mike cybertronian and join the msrp friends and fans facebook group and you can find me on social media at Mike Seibert Radio on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Like, share, rate, and review the show. Let us know what you like and what you'd like to hear more of in the future. For my guest, Randall Eng, my name is Mike. This has been Mike Seibert Radio. And until next time, tell all our one, make good choices.
Are you kidding me? What? What's the problem? I'm not working with him. He's not working with him! Oh, come on, Mr. Prime. It's just a little 30-second spot. Excuse me, do you know who I am? I'm Optimus Prime. I don't work with Decepticons. He don't work with no Decepticons! Oh, you're making a big fuss over nothing. Oh. We all have a job to do here. So, come on, just give it a go. No. Why do I have to work with someone else now? I thought I was doing these by myself. Shut up! See? This guy's a I'm not gonna work with him. Afraid? I'm not afraid of you. I'll kick your back to Cybertron. You got something to say? What's that supposed to mean? Ah, oh, shut up! I'm not jealous. People like me. You're an uncharismatic bore. You think you can do better than me? Let's go. Let's do it. Come okay, on. Perfect. Perfect. Here we see go. How good you are. Cameras rolling. Move over a little. Let's all get settled. Decepticon. And action. Try to keep up. Hello, humans. It's me, Optimus Prime again, telling all you kids out there to. Hey, kids. He's not allowed to use a bird. Shh, let him go. I want to see where he goes with this. I love it. I love the bird. Keep going. You gotta be kidding me. Who cares? Yeah, let me just stop right there if we could. Mr. Soundwave? Mr. Soundwave? See what I mean? He's a computer, he's not gonna stop. Oh my. I can't really have that now, can we? You wanna let me do this one by myself? Okay, Mr. Soundway, thank you. Um, I think we have everything we need, so if you don't mind just exiting the stage, uh, we can move on to the next, uh, setup. Oh, my! There, there, kitty. <laughs> nice kitty. <laughs> oh, bloody hell, my blasted. Hey. I can't breathe! Call him off, Soundwave. What are you looking at? Uh, ouch! Someone, uh, please! Help! Ironhide! I'm on it, Prime! Come on, get off him! Stupid bird! So, you called Soundwave unchrismatic, huh? Ow! Oh, damn it! Get off my leg! Stop it! 